the power of the Word of God. Ray Generelli. Ray Generelli is a woman who knows the power of the Word of God. Today, she's being received into the Catholic Church. She's going to be confirmed and receive for the very first time our Lord, body, blood, soul, and divinity in Holy Eucharist. Because Ray Generelli is a woman who knows the power of the Word of God. She's been steeped in it since her baptism as a child in Houston. She's lived it. She's the kind of lady who has a hymnal in her home that she marks her favorite hymns. We have that from a reliable source, and in fact, they influenced the hymn selection for today's Mass. The woman whose daughter married a young man who, when our lecture that was scheduled for today canceled this morning at the last minute because she was ill, her son-in-law stepped up and said, no, I'd be willing to read. Because she's a woman who knows the power of the Word of God. But most especially, she's a woman who knows the power of God, and so it brings her to this day. This day that so fittingly we hear these scriptures that speak of that subject. The power of the Word of God. Isaiah spoke of it thousands of years ago, being effective, the Word. Not returning void, but bearing rich fruit. And then building on the prophet Isaiah, Jesus speaks of that seed and that sower. Jesus, the sower, the seed. Well, I don't have to preach on that. All you have to do is take the option of going through the rest of the gospel. He explains it. He gives his own homily for today's Mass. He imagined this day Ray being here. Jesus explains that the seed is the one who hears the word. It's true. Sometimes it falls on rocky soil. Sometimes it falls among the thorns. Sometimes the birds come and pick it up. But sometimes, praise God, it lands on rich soil and bears fruit. 30 or 60 or 100 fold. For the seed, each person who receives the word is precious in God's eyes. Yes, life happens. We find ourselves in tough spots. Ray knows that. <laughs> we all know that. Look back at this past week. We did so at the beginning of Mass, right? Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. We say it at every Mass. That gives us a chance to pause, acknowledging life happens. Sometimes it's at our fault, and we ask God's mercy, but sometimes we're just picked up by a bird and carried away. The thorns, the rocks, the birds of life. Last Sunday, a week ago, I watched The Sound of Freedom down at the movie theater. A movie that showed me in vivid color just how sharp those thorns could be. Just how hard the rocks could be and how ugly the birds of life could be. 
The sound of freedom confronts the horror of child trafficking in our world today, showing the deepest, darkest corners of sin right here in America, right here in this day. It's a heroic story, a story of one man's effort, what one person is capable of. I hope you'll see it. I hope hope you'll not only see the movie, but continue to, to live out the message. It's hard to watch. It's even harder to live, but it's important and beautiful to do so. And it is the word, the word of God that inspires the actions of that film. There's a line that's repeated. God's children are not for sale. The awful thing is they are. They are. There's been slavery from the beginning. There's slavery today. The children of God are for sale. They were for sale with Joseph in the Old Testament. They were for sale sale with Jesus when Judas sold him off for 30 pieces of silver. And they're for sale still to this day, but they shouldn't be. And so we fight against sin in our world. When you see the film, you'll notice there are two boats that are featured. No spoilers, I promise, but watch for the two boats. One is a ship of the world, dripping with the ugliness of industry, facilitating slavery, silencing the screams of still innocent children today. And then there's another boat. There's another boat in the movie that offers freedom. It's simple. It's little. Not even sure that it'll actually work. It's a parable for our lives. What boat are we getting into? What what are we going to hitch our lives to this week? Are we going to entrust ourselves to to the rusty industry of the world just because that's what seems like everyone else is doing? Or are we doing something else? We go into the Word of God and finding its power. Go back to the Gospel today. Just in the short version we heard, it starts with Jesus at the seashore. And what does he do? But he gets into the boat. From that boat, he gives us that rich image of the sower and the seed and how the seed of the Word of God continues to bear fruit in our lives. But he does it from the boat. And that's important. Because for the people of the first century, their waters were terrifying. Water was a sign of chaos, a sign of sin and death. But Jesus enters into it. Jesus is not afraid of the waters of life. He is the one who can walk literally on water. But he enters into it in a more humble way today. He chooses a boat. Not the boat of industry, not the boat of technology and success. He chooses a simple fisherman's boat. We call it the bark of Peter. (laughs) Ray, today you choose of all the boats out there. You likewise choose the bark of Peter to receive the word that comes from our Lord. To receive the word in the bark of Peter, that fisherman's boat that is the church through which we have the sacraments. May you and may all of us 
in that boat sail into freedom with the power of the Word of God and the wind of the Spirit filling ourselves.